Hey, Nikki. Hey, Selena. And hello, and welcome to the Sweet Tea and TV podcast. Hey, y'all. <laughs> That's probably better, honestly. That's my contribution. I liked it. It's uh, <laughs> succinct, you know. We just got to keep it moving. Uh, so we're here again. Um, we're still in season two. We're moving and trucking right along to episode eight, but let's uh, work our way into this episode real quickly with a tough few, questions. <laughs> with some tough questions that really just turn the grill on, bust your hump, <laughs> hump busters. Uh, may, these actually don't seem too terribly bad, so we'll go ahead and pop on in with Nikki. Mm. Which talent would you most like to have? Oh, I have two front runners. Oh, let me try and guess. Okay. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and say that I actually don't know. You could also be a lovely singer already. You don't sing for me a lot, which oh. I find to be a crying shame. <laughs> but is it? would it be that you would like to be a very talented singer? Just knowing how much you love T-Swift. I think that's a good guess. Okay. I but think you're it's wrong. <laughs> less about singing and more about just being musical. Okay. Just, you know, like people can oh, just sit down yeah. and like play a piano. Sure. Which I could do that. Mm -hmm. I took violin lessons for seven years and I can play the violin, but like, I can't sit down and write you a song. Mm -hmm. We used to have to do these listening tests where mm -hmm. your um, director would play a note on the piano and you had to like jot down what note it was. Mm. I, I still don't understand how people do that. I don't think it's real. I don't think anybody in that class passed that test because I still like don't hear a note and know what it is after, like I said, seven years of violin lessons. Um, so I just wish I would generally. But you can play the violin. But I can play the violin. Okay. I have to read the music. It's not, I mean, it's not particularly great. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I wish I could be musical like that. The okay. other one, my, my second runner was, I wish that I could learn languages quickly. Oh. I don't know that that's, did you say talents? Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's quite a talent. Who cares? We'll also define what talent is. That's true. I, I think it's a talent. I think it's something unique about you that you can catch on to a language super fast. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that. What well, about gosh, you? I don't know. I like both of those a lot. <laughs> you have like, to come up with a new one now. I'm like, I wish I could just be talented. Um, <laughs> I think in general, like I've always, there's, you know, every now and then there's like that person who comes along and they can sing and they're pretty or good looking or like they're also a sharp dresser. But like when you sit down with them, oh, they play concert piano. And mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, they're a French pastry chef on the weekends mm -hmm. and like all this. And I'm like just trying to shower. <laughs> um, so I'll really take whatever uh, the good Lord above wants to give me. That's true. <laughs> what you got? <laughs> I'll take it. And it's uh, never too late to take a talent if you're listening, God. Right. But yours are so good. So I, I don't know. Like that. Um, also, maybe just to be like a little bit more intuitive in the kitchen, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I will say that I tried to cook for Nikki and us today and she came in and I was like very disheveled and almost <laughs> laid down on the floor and cried. She did look like she had had a go at it. I had lumpy sauce. <laughs> I lumpy sauce. Lumpy sauce is enough to push you over the edge, in my opinion. Yeah. But nothing just, worse. But just more intuitive and like, just anything. Like where I feel like I would just, I would just like to be a multi-talented. Is that Can too I much to ask? Yeah, just to be able to do everything. Like, why can't we be special? Like those people you were just talking about, like the ingenues who are good at everything. I think that you're special. I think you're special. So, oh, look, see? So I like, I think, like I talk about that on here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm still trying to figure out how to use a loofah, um, you're making sourdough or making whatever in the kitchen or getting out your violin that you could play. <laughs> Do you still have a violin? I, I actually last fall picked it up and started playing again. I got dis 
Disney music and are, started playing it for the kids. Are you going to bring it here? Uh, probably not. Okay. But I could. Did you just hear a doorbell? I did. I have a special delivery for us. Oh, are you serious? I have a recording treat. Shut up. I do. We're going to have to pause. Okay. We'll be back. All right, we're back. Nikki just had a special delivery to my house. <laughs> I order things and then have them delivered to Selena's house. Yeah. To be fair, it has your name on it. <laughs> well, I mean, you're always welcome to order things to my house. <laughs> and we're going to, we're, I don't, this may not be as special for you all, but it's very special for me. It's from a new place um, in town, in town. <laughs> Right here in the backyard called Crumble Cookies. They just opened a location right by Selena's house. And we are, oh. And they sucked me in with their Instagram marketing, I think is how I found out. Yep. So I we've got also a, been marketed to. A Reese's cookie. Okay. Dolce de Leche. Oh. Pecan pie. And just regular old chocolate chip. Okay. And we'll share these on social media. And I mean, then... we won't share the cookies, but you can see the pictures. No, but at least if you live uh, near us... And actually, they've opened new locations. I saw today they posted this location. They um, put on Instagram that it was a grand opening, but also like three other locations in other states. She's looking at me as she drinks over her tropical beverage that we made in honor of today's episode. That's right, because today's the today's episode um, we're having a Proust interrupt us, um, but <laughs> is interrupt us. called cruising. In addition to um, Nikki, winning person of the day. Um, <laughs> She also made us tropical fruit drinks. And so mm-hmm. we're sipping on some tropical fruit drinks, learning about our inner working, looking at some beautiful cookies. Wishing Ooh. we were talented, but instead we'll overlook our lack of talent and just eat and drink instead. And that is the queen of transitions to our second <laughs> Proust question. Okay. All of a sudden I didn't answer it, but it's just because the cookies, I'm so excited. I did. I am I so excited. There's too much going anything. on. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening? There's cookies? Um... Okay, I feel like we've gotten one similar to this one before, but it says, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? But I swear I'm, I'm taking them in order, so. I think there was a, it was physical. Mm-hmm. I think it was a physical question So this is time. just, just anything. anything you don't like about yourself. Just anything. Oh my gosh. Broaden it. Hmm. Does something come to mind for you? Um, I like how you're trying to, to, to save on your moment <laughs> while you're thinking. You. I like the, one thing, one thing, there's so many things that I would probably change about myself. Um, but I, and this is why I think it's reminding me of another question because I think it was like what you don't like about yourself. Mm, right. And I said, the thing I didn't like my, about myself the most was that sometimes I tend to stick my foot in my mouth, mm. even though a lot of times I'm really thoughtful. Mm-hmm. So if I don't like that the most, then I think that's the thing I want to change. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Do you want me to stall for time? <laughs> no, I think I have my answer. I'm just trying to think of how to word it because it's years and years of introspection and I'm trying to work through it. It's just hard. It's the idea of dealing with difficult like having difficult conversations or mm-hmm. dealing with difficult things. We've we've had shades of this conversation off air this morning talking about totally unrelated sex in the city mm-hmm. and just how like sometimes you just sort of have to own a situation and just like say it, call it for what it is, call it difficult. And I don't do very well with that. And I would rather just gloss over it, hope that it goes away. This happens a lot in my personal life and in my professional life where I'm like, maybe if we just don't look at it, it'll go away. We'll just stop looking at us. Yeah. <laughs> we can all move on. And I wish I could change that. That feels common though, right? I, I mean, think so. Even down I to hope. like the physical. You're like, that 
that bowl's probably going to go away, this right? It's probably going to be fine. <laughs> this is fine. Um, so I think I think that's I think that's incredibly natural. So I don't know, and I just I also hope that everyone. I think it's really interesting and nice to be introspective. Mm. And so I know some of these questions have been challenging, but they have been, man. While none of this has aired yet. <laughs> We're on our 18th question. I'm a changed person. <laughs> I feel so much better now. <laughs> but I really do hope that this um, allows people to like, to really just like listen to our answers. Like, you know, what does this mean for you? And, and how can you apply this to your life? Because we could all look inward. I think we're all looking outward a lot. Yeah. I, I think a lot more people are looking inward these days because outward is so bleak. Oh god. <laughs> it's getting better. Sip sip. But there it's I think with uh I have heard several people, the great resignation, for instance, and like hearing people making career moves or family changes, or I have a dear friend who just moved out west because she just was like, We need greener pastures. Like we need just need something new. We need a new adventure. So I think people are sort of looking into themselves and thinking about their lives and thinking like, is this really all there is? And is this really like, if God came back today, if Jesus were here, is this where I'd want him to find me? I think a lot of people are doing that. I think, yeah. And we're I'm, just facilitating that. <laughs> facilitating it, going through it all fair. <laughs> Whatever. But I think it is, it is nice that, um, that I know everybody has not had the ability to do that. Um, but I think it is nice that some people are having the ability to do that because yeah. I think it is okay to ask if there's more out there. Mm-hmm. Reba McIntyre did. Is there life out there? So much she hasn't done. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, introspection and learning something new about yourself, mm-hmm. I think Mary Jo learned something new about herself and Suzanne may have as well in this episode. Um, episode eight cruising is it cruising or cruising i think it's cruising cruising okay <laughs> well check mark number one for missing the southernism uh we would have just said cruising mm-hmm. uh but cruising when the ladies of sugar bakers this is hulu when the ladies of sugar bakers combine business with pleasure on a cruise ship mary joe and suzanne discover just how close they really are to each other imdb says when the ladies are on a singles cruise ship suzanne and mary joe make a bet on who can catch the most attractive man any comments? I think I like the second one better. I think I do too. Okay. All right. So it aired November 16th. <laughs> Check. <laughs> November 16th, 1987. It was written by LBT and directed by Harry Thomason. So come at me. Where are you at on general reactions, stray observations? What you got? I feel like maybe all of mine are very stray observations. Oh, perfect. Uh, um, so uh, one scene is almost a dead-on repeat from episode one of this season, which is, it comes up that Julia, this is way, this is before we go on the cruise. This is when we're setting up everything. Mm-hmm. It comes up that Julia is being harassed by some kids in the parking lot, and Charlene goads her into giving more information, and then Julia does like a very dry, funny impression of them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, girl, ooh, baby. So you said it was episode one this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My note says... She's done this before. Was it this season? <laughs> and I just couldn't find it. Look at the puzzle pieces coming together. <laughs> Something just shifted in my head. <laughs> it really still is a joy to see her deadpan that. It's it, great. Uh, it is. I mean, she's she's got good... It's, it's a fan all the, favorite. She should be on a sitcom. Yeah. She's got good timing. She you know really does. She really does. 
my other like big picture thing about this is that like we kind of moved back to regular Suzanne. We had Suzanne of heart attacks where she oh. sweeps in and swoops. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> where she swoops in and she does like these really big gestures for Julia and she's there for Julia while she's having a really tough time. And then here again, we see more like self-centered Suzanne come back again. So Agreed 100%. And actually, this episode brought me possibly the most Suzanne moment I've ever seen. And I think it might fly under the radar. Oh, okay. So she stays out all night with the man whose name is somewhere else. Trevor? In notes. Trevor. Tr yes, that sounds Sure. Call him Trevor. He looks like a Trevor. Um, they've been out all night. She comes back in. Presumably, it's like 6 or 7 a.m. because they keep saying she's been out all night. What's the first thing she does while these women are sleeping in their beds? She turns the light on. Um, Straight up turns the light on and all the other women are still asleep. Yeah. Is that not, not the, the most Suzanne thing? Like, if you come into a cruise room, stateroom, in the middle of the night, or first thing in the morning, your friends are all still sleeping. I get up every morning, an hour and a half to two hours before my husband. Same. I am tiptoeing around the room. I am grabbing my computer and getting my clothes and putting in my contact, all without light. Mm -hmm. I do it in the dark. I use my phone flashlight. That's it. Mm -hmm. Suzanne, man. She's self-centered. Yeah. It's a, pre it's a pretty good example. <laughs> that was my long-winded way of saying agreed. <laughs> but it's true. And I mean, I'll, I've, I've nearly um, had several uh, near misses. In the bedroom, when Casey is still asleep. <laughs> I'm going to say that near misses in the bedroom. <laughs> I think you probably should, um, where I've nearly tripped, fallen, and broken my neck just trying to keep the lights off. So, And then Kyle says, you don't have to worry about it. I'll be fine. I'm like, no, you will not be fine. I will continue to tiptoe through the room because the one morning I wake him up, I'll hear about it for the rest of my life. The rest of it. I can't handle it. Well, my other big thing is that it felt like a big deal to have a, um, a drag performer on network TV in the 80s. I agree with that ahead of its time. I agree with that. For TV. And I wonder, so we've talked before about how this show became a gay icon. It is still something that resonates with the gay community. And I wonder if it was in, like, was that an intentional thing? Or like, did LBT set out to ha with an agenda like that? Or did it just happen? I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. Um, but we did have an extra sugar back for episode four with, um, Killing all the right ones. Killing all the right people. Killing all the right people. And, um, you know, in the Extra Sugar, we talk about uh, LGBTQ community and, like, how their history is played out over television. Mm. Okay. And one of the things that uh, LBT talked about in an interview that she did is that sometimes she would almost be harnessing a gay man's voice and put that voice inside of Julia. Oh, is that right? Mm -hmm. Now I did not, we went, we covered so much in that particular extra sugar that I don't think I talked about that because mm. there was just so much to talk about. But, um, so there may be something to what you're saying. So I think that might help us see without actually being able to talk to her, like right. what her intentions were. Do you happen to know from all of that? Cause I don't remember if you mentioned this, does she have a particular tie to the gay community, like a family member or a friend, or is it just a general sense of inclusivity? I don't, I can't answer that question. <laughs> 
<laughs> except for to say that she's done other things. I think I've mentioned too here uh, on the podcast that she did the documentary called Bridegroom, and it exp- it explores gay marriage. Um, and and this was prior to um, gay marriage being legal, and explores like really the dumbassery of mm-hmm. it not being legal. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I it, she's definitely passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Why I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for I mean, I hope that's it. Just that like let's just let let's just stop being a holes to people, right? And let's all try to be good people. But I don't know that there was something that really moved her. Now, one thing that could be possible is that time her mom spent. Right. Okay. So her mom um, passes away from AIDS. She's in that hospital a lot. A lot of those young men were gay men Mm -hmm. that were in the hospital with her. I don't know if she was able to forge relationships with them or if that experience just changed her outlook. Mm -hmm. Like maybe feeling like... I want to be a strong advocate for this group. Like, um, it's possible just because she is on record as talking about how terribly all these people were treated who were in these HIV sections of the hospital or whatever they were Mm -hmm. called. So it could be a lot of things at play. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. And that character was a delight. Yeah. Um, Am I cutting you off from any of your big picture tent? Mine are silly. Oh, that's all I have left is silly one. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Charlene had a diatribe on polyester, which made me laugh. It She's... is literally my first stray observation. <laughs> the on. truth needs to be told or something like that. That made me laugh really hard. She, she, I, it was, she gets so passionate about it. Um, and she said something about how it's time the truth was told. That's what it is. <laughs> She's really into it. Yeah. Um, we also get a Mary Jo Bosom reference, which I think is a bingo card entry for those who are following along. Um, it's when she's lying on the top bunk and she's cheesed off by Suzanne's dress touching her and she makes a comment about how large her chest is. Oh, the yes. The cup sizes in the dress or something. She does. Uh, and that I actually, it's, so she's talking about Suzanne's bra cups and her dress, which I totally can relate with as being... I'm like, well, I could be my age right now. Um, but being younger and like my friends who, well, they just like developed and had some and I didn't. And being like, this could fit over my head. Um, and so I can certainly relate with that. But I think what she says, actually, this fascinates me. These bra cups are huge. It's kind of like this is the corral where Suzanne keeps her bosoms and I'm the hired hand who guards them while she's taking them out on a midnight ride. <laughs> grouchy about it just in case you knew how much <laughs> i know well sometimes when you don't have uh, any breasts you get grouchy she certainly was grouchy that's I, what i've heard anyway the last random thing i wanted to say and i actually saved a picture of it so i could show it to you in real time because i always say these things and mm-hmm. then i don't really so all the cruise attire the women's clothes really two thumbs up for me like they were great i thought suzanne when she first entered the boat and she has that giant hat on she just looks amazing throughout the whole cruise there are various clothes did you just run out of coffee i'm always running out of coffee there are various clothes that i really liked except mary joe what is that Mm. so she's wearing this like white dress i don't what kind of collar is that like a is is it a sailor collar i think so or like a version of it so it's kind of like a sailor collar so it's on it's on brand for being on a cruise, except it's like a white muslin dress with like blue stars across the front. This is like the almost the last scene on the cruise ship. And I just, they did her dirty. 
she shouldn't have had to wear some of the things she had to wear. I do not disagree with you. Um, my other strays, Anthony, when they board the ship, he's in the room with them. And I, I don't know. I didn't go on a cruise in 1987. But I'm just saying, like, that felt weird that you could just, like, you just, like, walk on and you go in their room with them and you toast some champagne. It didn't feel weird to me at all. Really? Because prior to 9-11, you could walk someone up to the airplane gate. Oh, that's... Oh, so, those were the days. Yeah, it didn't feel weird to me. I think... Yeah, it just used to be a lot more liberal. Also kind of like... But, like, just inconvenient for getting away. Because ships... The cruise ships are so big. I just wouldn't have done it. That seems like a lot of work. It be like, does. Bye, y'all. Have fun. But Anthony's committed. Well, he did tell him good luck after the thing fell off the wall. So. <laughs> he was there for him. Um, uh, Suzanne... So, Trevor that she meets on the ship and she thinks she's in love with him or whatever. He spends an hour and a half on his hair every day. Nope. (laughs) That's all I have. Nope. (laughs) How? I don't know because my hair is basically down to my navel and it doesn't take me an hour and a half to do my hair. So I had to wash my hair today and it took me about 30 minutes and that's from washing to drying to straightening because I'm an elder millennial and I still straighten my hair. It takes a while. And that's a lot of work. It is. But not an hour and a half. Certainly not. I mean, there's lots of things that take me a really long time, so maybe I don't get that pass, but I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe Trevor sits and watches Sex in the City while he does his hair, too, like you do. Uh, Isn't that what slows you down when you get ready for work in the morning? <laughs> not Sex in the City. Just whatever I'm watching. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> whatever I'm watching. I was going to say Lifetime movies, but that wasn't on brand for you, so I made, <laughs> I made a midstream shift. Uh, Fair enough. <laughs> They also had to pay for food on a cruise, and I thought that was weird. That was weird. I didn't give that much thought till this very moment, but agreed. Yeah, that's part of the benefit of a cruise, in my opinion. Like breakfast. I know you can pay extra for some things. For the fancy restaurants. Yeah, this is where they're like just hanging out in that really lovely dining area that they were in. Mm -hmm. I have a Selena sidebar. Oh, I like these. Okay. (laughs) Tell me more. It's a sidebar, Selena sidebar. She's got a keyboard looking for a reward by digging deep in the obscure, taking us on a detour. What you got, Selena, in Selena sidebar? I was very interested in Cloud. Mm-hmm. Is it Cloud or is it Claude? I think it's just Claude. Yeah. Let's fancy him you up. say what you want, Selena. So Claude was like... I mean Cloud. <laughs> I did. Excuse me, Cloud. Um, he was all things on the ship. Yes. From the, um, what do you call him? The stateroom attendant right. to the server. To the entertainment. <laughs> to Like, he's just doing all the things. He's probably driving the boat, too. And I think it's, you could see it registering on the women's face what kind of cruise they were on the second time they ran into him. And he's serving their table. And they were like, didn't you just... Did you just bring us our bags? Yeah. Didn't we just talk? So I thought that whole play on him doing those different things was cute. Yeah. It's something I've seen in other things before. And I don't know. I feel like that's a joke that always lands well. But my sidebar today is actually on on the person behind Claude. Okay. Uh, who's Charles Pierce. So, you know, uh, he's um, not only like... He's not only this uh, guy who's playing all of these different roles, like, throughout the ship, but then he winds up being, um, the, like we said, the entertainment, but he is a drag performer. Mm-hmm. And so it just struck me, did you have the feeling that I did which, when he came out and he was, like, uh, I think he was dressed like Betty Davis. 
I went, this is not just a character that oh. LBT wrote. Oh, I was oh, like, oh. this guy is a He's legit practiced. performer. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so did that hit you in the yes. same way? Uh-huh. Okay. And, and because of that, it just kind of prompted me to do some digging. Uh, so Claude was played by Charles Pierce, the self-proclaimed male actress, but also known as a female impersonator, legendary drag performer, and my favorite, the master and mistress of surprise and disguise. Oh, mm. my. Yeah, you guys missed, missed out on the hand gestures too. that whole <laughs> thing worked up. But anyways, so he actually didn't like being called a female impersonator and is quoted saying, I'm really just an actor who puts on certain costumes, generally gowns, to create fe- female characters familiar to millions of people. Um, I mean, that definitely does get down to the brass tacks of it. But sure. I just thought that was interesting to have his perspective on how he saw himself and the art that he created. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got his start as an organist and a radio announcer, but he kicks off his solo career in the 50s. And then at first he's using props to cross the gender line. Mm. He adds the gowns in the 60s, and he has a career that spanned 30 plus years. Wow. Um, He's best known for his impersonations of on-screen divas. So, like, we we saw Betty Davis here, but also Tallulah Bankhead, Gloria Swanson, Joan Crawford, and Mae West. Um, He passed away in 1999 at age 72 from cancer and complications of a stroke. But when he was alive, celebrities like Lucille Ball and Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, attended his shows, and he performed all over the world. Really? It's kind of neat because he's like, to me, the way it read it, and I didn't read this specifically, so this is my take, is that he was an entertainer for the entertainers. Oh, that's cool. I don't think there's a higher mark of honor than that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because if they're who, if you are who they want to go see, right? wow. Right. Um, and I've got a Golden Girls connection for you. Do you love Golden Girls? So B. Arthur became a very close friend of his, and she paid special tribute to him in her one-woman show. Arthur. Which I feel like now we need to track down for we you. We need to find the one-woman show, yeah. Yeah. So that is Claude or Charles Pierce. He was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. He was um, super funny in this episode. He just had so many funny one-liners. Is this a good time then to talk about the things that we like? Sure. And does he fall? I guess he falls into that category. He does. My second thing I like is Claude was super funny. Absolutely. Same he, thing. It was, like you said, it was cool to have him pop up in all these different places Um, but his one-liners were hilarious. Like there was something about the captain early on. I don't think I have this written down anywhere. (laughs) So Charlene says, I noticed the captain didn't greet us. Is he sick or something? And Claude goes, no, he's just drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just the kind of person you want to be if you've ever been in the service industry. Trust me. And you can tell like he was getting off on watching the drama unfold between the women and the men. And like, this is why he's on a cruise ship. Because that drama was too much for him. He yeah. really liked it. Right. And he was on the way out, too, after he said that. He's like, I've got to go get the rest of her things. Talking about <laughs> Suzanne. And he was like, I know this one's going to be in trouble. <laughs> he also stole Suzanne's wigs. <laughs> Alleg- allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but then wore them in the performance. So She thinks. Her name wasn't on them. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she was just being a Karen again. She could have been. It's true. Um, actually, my other thought there was I would love to see him do Julia. Oh, yeah. I bet he could do a great job. Yeah. It would be an amazingly good time. What else did you like? 
The whole episode. The whole. <laughs> I thought it was the perfect amount of silliness. Like uh-huh. it was nonsense. It was a realistic storyline that these they're designers. They really could go design a cruise ship. Um, so it was realistic to me. And actually, Atlanta, I feel like is is sort of a cruise friendly area because we're just a, a you know just a couple hours, eight or nine hours from like some of the major cruise hubs. Mm-hmm. So it felt, I don't know if she intended that, but I'm taking it that way, that it felt realistic. Um, but then it just set them up for so many funny things to happen. And for Mary Jo and Suzanne to have this bet, which was just so ridiculous, but amazing. Yeah. And I loved when Mary Jo was like, I thought she said something to Julia and was like, we something. And Julia's like, who's this we you're talking about? And she's like, I thought I was taking this one for the team. Like, I thought we were all in this together. And Julia's like, no, this is your nonsense, but I'm trying to work. A pinky ring? <laughs> what was it? An opal pinky ring? Opal pinky. Ted's, Ted's opal. opal pinky ring. I have... 17,000 questions. Maybe she's mentioned this in some, maybe that's like the only thing he, because I know, like, remember early on, she did a lot of uh, notating about what Ted did and did not oh. do during that. He, she may have specifically mentioned that piece of jewelry. Oh, I don't remember it if she did. Either way, who's like out and they're like, I mean, unless you guys have an opal pinky ring, in which case I go, awesome. Send us a picture of that. But like, who's like, I got to get my girl in this opal pinky ring. <laughs> but it was Ted. <laughs> Ted was like, I got to get myself in an opal pinky ring. Oh, it was Ted. So maybe I she like so. got in the divorce. I think, I think or stole it from him. Whatever the case is. If but I, is it realistic it, Suzanne wants an opal pinky ring? Exactly. Doesn't it, she have a drawer full? Did it equate her tennis bracelet? Right. I don't think so. But I think that goes to show the difference between Suzanne and Mary Jo. Right. She didn't want Mary Jo's sailor collar dress. So no offense, Mary Jo. She couldn't have fit her horses in there. It's true. They wouldn't fit that stable. Right. Um, so what else did you like? I liked uh, Mary Jo and Suzanne coming together in the end. Same. I thought um, the whole episode watching them interact with one another. And we've seen this dynamic play out over some of season one. And I feel like maybe more in this season. But this constant tension of like... Men aren't all into you. Like, not everybody's looking at you, um, to Mary Jo to Suzanne. It just feels like sisters to me. They mm-hmm. nitpicked each other. They one-upped each other. It just felt like a very sisterly dynamic, and I just thought that was really funny. Um, when it turned sweet at the end. It did. Because she, Finally. Gives, she gives her the bracelet. Yeah. Because I think she's like, I think she respected her a little bit more. Is it a reason to respect someone? <laughs> because maybe you realize that like, like Trevor obviously wanted to get with Mary Jo. So I, I mean, let's go with the fact that she respects the fact that Mary Jo told him to go fly a kite. That's probably what it was, right? I think so. One, I think it was because Claude was telling Suzanne what some of what Mary Jo said. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that is, that is Suzanne Sugarbaker. She is all these amazing things. I think that's the part she respected. She, um, Suzanne, not, Su- yes, Suzanne, but Dixie Carter. Nope. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'll just go through the whole cast. Delta, Delta Burke, Burke does a, also has really good face work. Mm-hmm. I think just coming back again to, we are really dealing with four really bang up actors. Yeah. Um, five. Anthony, I'm sorry. Well, it's never in the episode. <laughs> is that our fault? No. No. Um, so I I just like her face work when Claude was going through that, like 
it was just so you saw her like light up. Yeah. And she barely moved her face. It was like mainly in her eyes. I genuinely believe she's never had really good female friends. She's touched on this a few times. Some of it's of her, most probably, most of it is of her own doing. Mm -hmm. But it makes me wonder, like, she's never had someone talk about her like that, the way that Mary Jo did and take her side. So maybe, I don't know, maybe she's really getting something she's never had. So that was one of my favorite things, mm -hmm. watching her go off on Trevor. Mm -hmm. um, I So I did write a little bit of this down. She says, excuse me, but I don't like to have the back of my neck kissed before breakfast. I don't feel like she didn't even have to say that, but okay. I mean, by a stranger. This is why I moved my hair down so they can't access my neck. Good planning. You're always planning. Um, especially by somebody who is too dumb to appreciate a woman like Suzanne Sugarbaker. Just who do you think that you're talking about? This is no two-bit singles cruise barnacle. This is the Rolls Royce of females. Who happens to be more have more beauty titles than you have teeth? And let me tell you something else. I consider it an honor just to guard her brassiere. And I am not even a man. So what are you saying here? Yes or no? I'm saying that one of us loves Suzanne, and I guess it's me. <laughs> she really went in on that one. She did. And um, I just, I thought it, I thought it was great. I, I thought her talking about guarding her brassiere. <laughs> <laughs> the use of the word brassiere. This is another time I've also watched Annie Potts in the moment as Mary Jo realize something as it's happening. Mm. Like in her acting. Oh. So it's like she realizes as it's coming out of her mouth, damn it, I like this woman. I love her. She's my sister. And it's just so funny. Um. So are we missing out on anything else that... Likes. Just one more thing. On likes, okay. The character of the guy with the toupee, jewelry, and tan that was yeah. talking to Julia. Yeah. I liked him. He had a line that I really liked. Okay. He said, let them laugh as I walk through the big surf of life. I like my tan. I like my toupee. And I know in here, those are the two things they can never take away from me. I liked that. Well, he had Trevor's number. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it was, it was an insightful thing. It was like one of those things that was, he was a silly character and like, I still laughed at him cause I'm a terrible person, but good for him for being himself. Well, it's like he, he knew who he was and he was okay with it. He was fine with And it. he knew that people were laughing at him. But I he mean, was in on the joke. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can't ever get on board with the men who have the shirt much. unbuttoned to it's the breastbone. It's too much. With the hair. The hair sticking There's out. always a chain in it. and mm. It's just, it's a lot. So there's a lot about this man that did not personally appeal to me, but I appreciated hearing someone like that um, that's put there to be a joke. I just liked him saying, like, this is me. This is my life. Yeah. I liked him. That was my last thing I liked. I just had to get that one out because I really liked him. So where are we on what we didn't like in this episode? Mine were fewer than likes so that's good good, good. <laughs> good. um mine's actually all related to the same thing oh and it has i i don't think it's anybody's fault but cbs's you're leaving me in suspense here the production value oh so bad like the window falling off the cruise ship i'm gonna be well that <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna skip right past that i'm gonna be really clear that the first time I watched the episode, I think I was multitasking. And I missed a little bit about the, the part that they were going on this cruise to look at it. So suddenly they're on the cruise. 
And I didn't, re- I thought, where I was like, what, are, they had a bingo night? Oh. What is happening? Kinda. Yeah. And it maybe that, some of that, I realize that, like, what they're real, what they are realizing on this cruise is maybe it's not the nicest cruise line. And I understand that. But in an episode where we finally get to leave Sugar Bakers again, uh, it really kind of colored the experience for me. Oh, no. That establishing shot... <laughs> It's like it's like it was like basically a drawing of a boat <laughs> <laughs> that they worked up real quickly, like when they just like took a like it was like a Kodak camera. They would draw in here. <laughs> Come on, you just draw a watercolor of a boat. And when they open the their room door on the yeah. cruise, I half expected to see parked cars on the other side of the railing. So you know what's so funny? Have you ever seen the Love Boat? Uh, yeah, but it's been like I was probably. Like, Seven. I'm well. I've never seen it, oh, so let okay. me start there. Okay. My question was going to be: Is it like that? Because I'm wondering if this is like the '80s treatment of anything leaving the soundstage. That's possible. Yeah. So I think that's a fair point. Uh, it could be, but I also feel like designing women just doesn't get a lot of love. No, they sure don't. They didn't. I don't. It the feels set like doesn't get a lot. We know they're wardrobe. repeating outfits. Yeah. So it feels like uh, they're really doing a lot with a little. Yeah. <laughs> and I really feel for them, and I'm just saying, like. Do better, CBS. Sure. Get Do industrial better. light and magic in there. Get us a nice cruise ship model or something. But that's it for me. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That, I absolutely was like, meh. <laughs> Mine was just that we didn't get any more Anthony. Um, that little split second of him at the very beginning wasn't enough for me. Yeah, why? He's single. Unless I he's still with Savannah. It, we, oh, don't, we don't know. They haven't know. talked about that. We don't know, but he's... He's picking up their crap all the time. He's dropping crap off. Or the, and I'm not talking about his delivery job. I'm just right. talking about all the errands that the man runs for them. And it feels like, couldn't he go in the in, in relish in the spoils of war? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that. It sure does feel like that. So I hated that we didn't get more of him. I do wonder if there could only be so... There's only so much room for the comedic... The comedy relief and um, Claude was that and sort of the star of that. And so I wonder if Anthony's usually the one that cuts the tension or says the funny thing or does the funny thing. Maybe there just wasn't enough room. Oh, that's a good point. Well. Just made it up. So yeah. I don't know. Well, we. I just we, missed him. We just both made up reasons for the things we didn't like. So it's, it's called fine. podcasting. <laughs> How about we rate this sucker? Let's do it. What'd you give it? So I originally gave it a four, mm-hmm. but I upgraded to a 4.75 as we were talking. <laughs> oh my. Uh, because the only criticism I had was there was no Anthony. So I'm giving it a 4.75 out of five drunk captains. Very nice. I, well, I gave it a three and a half out of f- five. Huh. I know I'm feeling bad about it now. Uh, let's just go so ahead. You didn't and like Claude then. 3.5. We'll round that up to four, but out of five. Brazier Guardians. <laughs> I, I feel like we probably covered everything that it was, was just nonsense. Like it was just nonsense, but in the best way. Not like a super far-fetched plot line. It felt reasonable, but it was also really funny. I liked it. It was lighthearted. I've been missing this lately. Twas. Now, combination of either 80 Southern or unknown references. <clears throat> I'm going to level with you that my references section has quite skimpy in that I have none. So I think I missed a thing or two. 
parts. Why don't you take this part? No, oh, no problem. So, like on all of them? On all of them. Oh, okay, okay. All right, you just, just move along. You just. <laughs> I think I was so focused on other things. I have a very robust cut line section. <laughs> I you, have a cookie delivery. You ordered warm cookies and made tropical <laughs> drinks. You get by with I don't whatever know you what want. What happened? Today. Uh, so first of all, don't worry about it. Okay. We sleep over this tonight. Maybe, what did I miss, Selena? Well, maybe somebody's like, I just wish that Selena would shut up with all her references. <laughs> so, um, first for my, for mine was Joan Collins. Mm. This is the second time we've gotten a reference for her. And this is actually an eighties reference <laughs> and an unknown reference to me. Cause I felt like I had to look into it again. Her name is always very familiar to me, and I actually, like, sort of visually put her in the 80s, but I kind of... She's Mommy Dearest, right? No. Um, She's an English actress, author, and columnist, and she was best known for her role on Dynasty. Who's Mommy Dearest? That is Joan Crawford. Yeah. One of the Jones. But I'm glad that... should have looked up Joan Collins. (laughs) Well, see, look, I'll probably just have gotten all the ones that you have wanted to. But uh, so I also looked up um, Tammy Faye Baker. Mm. I know who Tammy Faye Baker is. It's just it's been a long time since all of that happened. And she's Tammy Faye something else now, right? uh, I I think she passed away. Well, before she she changed. She may have changed her name. She may have lost the Baker. She probably just went to Tammy Faye. And and, Mm. and that's a good lead into why. But she was a (laughs) Christian evangelist. Yep evangelist there we go she was a christian you can tell that i'm an evangelist um <laughs> evangelista hasta la vista um but anyway so one of those and an entertainer she's best known for her husband's subsequent indictment conviction and imprisonment for numerous counts of fraud and conspiracy in 1989 so uh she is referenced by claude in the episode he makes a joke about the amount of makeup that she wears. Um, I feel like she came up in the Nashville episode, too. This sounds very familiar to me. She, she may have. She may mm-hmm. have. Um, so, but what I thought that was interesting, which is lesser known, at least to me, were her views that diverged from many of those that mainstream evangelists hold, uh, particularly her advocacy for LGBTQ and reaching out to uh, HIV AIDS patients at the height of the AIDS epidemic. Um, So we'll link to an article about that because I know, you know, time, but you guys might find that of interest. 80s things. I'll just go ahead and share my 80s thing. (laughs) Barrel through Selena. Uh, traveler's checks. I feel like I want you to show me your notes so I can squeeze one in here and get credit for it. I do remember the traveler's checks. That probably was supposed to be written down. I, in my world, you already had it written down. (laughs) Southern things. Uh, I had none. Me too. (laughs) But I have a note that says there can't be anything Southern on the high seas, I guess. Mm -hmm. So they weren't in the South anymore. They weren't. Well, they were deep South. We don't really know where they were. No, that's true. So uh, the magical made-up land. <laughs> they, we would do though. They were, they were in a studio parking lot. We know very clearly where they were. <laughs> right. Uh, and then our last section is references to look up or things that we need to talk about. Uh, single cruises, singles cruises. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't know was this still a thing, so I looked it up. Probably right. Yep. That's it. <laughs> There's still a thing. I was just thinking it seemed like a lot of work when there was apps for that. You know, grinder, tender, something. You could go somewhere else, I guess, and get a little. 
I don't know the word I'm thinking of, but I'm doing a head motion that would imply it's something sexual, but that's not what I meant. I just meant like get a little nice vacation out of it. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like my worst nightmare. Uh, absolutely. That sounds awful. Be- be- being trapped on a ship, like the guy with the tan and the low collared shirt, like, yeah, people who are actively and like, like looking for aggressively. Yeah, yeah. I'm just um, hmm. no. It's just. But not if you me. have been on a singles cruise and enjoyed it, we'd love to hear from you because I want to know more about this. Oh yeah. Cloud mentions or impersonates a number of famous actors. So we already talked about Betty Davis, but while he's um, performing, he he also impersonates Catherine Hepburn. Uh, Spencer Tracy, and I would just lump them all into the golden age of Hollywood. Mm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just feels like I don't want to say dated references. I just want to say like it's so far out of what I feel like most people are familiar with today, especially if you're younger. I don't know that anybody under our age knows who the, who's those people are. Because it was as far back then to relevance as this show is to us now. Doing right. that math thing again, where you realize this show's 30 years old. Those references would have been about 30 years old. Because we right. were in the 80s and those were like 50s, maybe, yeah, probably 50s. Yeah, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. But I mean, so I just feel like a lot of people, you know, all of our youngest listeners might be like, who are these people? You know so. what's weird? I don't know very much about Katherine Hepburn, except who she is. But I knew that, that impersonation voice. as soon as it was done. I was like, Catherine Hepburn. So yeah. weird. Yeah. It's so weird. You pick up things by osmosis, I and, guess. And I like to think of it as just a 40s voice. <laughs> That's probably true. We're really known for our impersonation. <laughs> I'm like, didn't everybody talk like that in the 40s? <laughs> hello, hello. I'll come in on that. You know, I don't know. So, <laughs> right. That's my talent. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Pretty voice. <laughs> All right. And then he also mentions, he does a Jack Benny impersonation, which I only know of because it says in the script, does Jack Benny impersonation. <laughs> so Perfect. also a little out of my time period, uh, Jack Benny was an American entertainer. He started in vaudeville, but he's best known for his comedic radio and TV show. And the invitation quote seems to be a reference to the fact that the character that Benny portrayed in these different places was like a, a kind of miserly. And, um, and so I think it was a play on that because it's when Mary Jo asks like, how much for this grapefruit mm. or something like that. So, mm. um, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to be life-changing for anyone, but now you know. Now you know. Cut lines. I found six. Ooh. Wow. Okay. So I'm trying to split these up and only mention the ones that are really yep. important. Yep. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So let me skip to my second one because we missed a Love Boat reference. I asked about Love Boat a little while ago, and I just feel like for a show that was in the 80s slash early 90s, Love Boat would have been relevant. So feels like yeah. they would have said something. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, so sorry. They The reason we didn't get that reference is because it was at the beginning of the episode. Um, Mary Jo says, that's why we're here, Suzanne, to fix it up. Someone says, and I think it was Anthony. So I think they cut some of Anthony's lines. I was trying to get down here earlier mm-hmm. when we were talking about Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says, that's right. And it's exciting. Even if it's not the Love Boat. And then he pops the champagne cork and says, love, exciting, and new. Um, so there was a Love Boat reference, and it got cut. Stop taking his lines, Hulu. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. So I, I, 
I only have five, so I'm missing one cut line. But the only one that really stood out to me was a line from Trevor that they cut where he basically um, uh, promises that Mary Jo will get lucky. And I think they should have kept that because I think it more clearly shows showed his intention, like the part that he plays with women on the, like what he's looking for. Mm. And when they cut that line, it kind of seemed like he was saying like, ah, Suzanne's vapid. I'm not really into that. And hey, you want to come back to my place? Mm-hmm. And they, But it's like they cut the, hey, you want to come back to my place oh. kind of line. Uh-huh. And that would have made it more clear, like, but I'm not also, I'm also not interested in you. I'm just interested in getting in your pants. Right. And I just felt like that would have colored in his character a little more. Agreed. We got a couple of um, mid-sentence cuts. Uh, and oh, just as fancy. the person who edits this podcast, <laughs> I was like, wow, they did it right in the mid-sentence. So I won't belabor them except to say I was really impressed because I never would have known those were cut lines. That's very impressive. And then there was one that made me laugh. It's random. It's not important. But after Julia like comes down on Suzanne for staying out all night, um, and she says... Um, She's asking sort of where she's been. She says, yeah, we were worried sick. For all we knew, you were eaten by a shark. Someone says, and I'm pretty sure it was Mary Jo because she's really pissy at this point. She says, I never thought a shark ate you. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> I, just, I think you may have caught another one I didn't catch. Or maybe oh. that's the one I missed. It was really tiny. I don't know. Uh, but it was just funny because she was just sort of like, I wasn't super worried about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's the nail in the coffin for them, for that part of the episode. So that's it. There were some other ones, but I so that's it. That's it. Next episode, episode nine, I'll be seeing you. Uh, but hang tight for extra sugar. We're going to talk about cruise memories. You look like you have a thing you want to say. Only that I realized I might have put in episode eight and messed you up. Realized that mid-sentence and look at me. Show must go on. You know what I mean? It must go on and that's why I like to stop it, <laughs> analyze it, talk about it. <laughs> that's really my role. I'm the messer. Nikki's the fixer. <laughs> And so, you know what that means. It means we'd love everyone to follow along and engage with us on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. Uh, email sweetteatvpodcast at gmail.com. And our website, www.sweetteatv.com. I'm guessing, Selena, you're going to pop in some references for your Selena sidebar. I will pop in some references. So if anybody wants to come learn about, what's his name, Charles? Pierce. Charles Pierce. Go to our website. And now. And you know... <clears throat> what that means. What does it mean, Selena? We'll see you around the bend. Welcome to this week's Extra Sugar. We're going to talk about cruises, because this episode was all about cruises. Well, aww. The one you did the first time was better. <laughs> I was really aiming for that first one. She did an excellent spot on cruise horn impersonation. It sounded exactly like it. The one y'all didn't hear. <laughs> so pretend that sounded like a cruise ship horn. <laughs> and not whatever that was. 85 at 5 o'clock. <laughs> so we got that delightful episode about cruises. Mm-hmm. You've been on cruises. Mm-hmm. I've been on cruises. Well, I've been on one cruise. Oh, just the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> Huh. I'm getting kicked out of the extra sugar now. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so I thought we could share some of our favorite cruise, like memories, thoughts about cruises, whatever. Sure. Uh, minor memories. I've actually been on, like, when I think back on it, I've been on way more cruises than 
I think I knew. So I didn't go, like, I didn't leave the country until I was, like, 22. I'd never left the country. So I'd never been on a cruise. Like, I didn't do a senior spring break trip. I didn't do college spring break. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't been on a cruise. In the time since Kyle and I got together, I've been on an inordinate number of cruises. Well, how many is it? It's probably upwards of 10. Wow. Which I feel like is a lot, right? That's a lot. So my thing about cruises, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. You know, like you pay the one price, you get your hotel room, basically. You pointed out in the episode, it was weird the women were paying for food. Because usually on a cruise ship, you get access to unlimited food. Of course, because they're trying to keep us from killing each other. Sure. But whatever, it comes with food. You get access to unlimited food, unlimited E. coli, like all the stomach bugs you can need. Um, And then you get entertainment. They do like big Broadway style shows. Mm -hmm. There's so much to cruises. So on paper, it's checking boxes for me. You don't have to move. That's another yes, good thing. Right. Like you go, you go to places and like all your stuff, it just stays there. It's just there. Yeah. And someone comes in and they make your bed every night. They put some mints on the pillow. They clean your bathroom, I think. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. They clean um, all the things. They do all the things. So it's been a couple of years since we've been on a cruise. But I am not a cruise person mm-hmm. as it turns out. So I've been on all these cruises because... It's the it's the most bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. And we went on a lot when we needed the most bang for our buck. Now, let me ask you something. Can you have gone on 10 cruises and call yourself not a cruise person? <laughs> I just wanted, like, does that, do, can one do that? It's weird because as we're leading up to the cruise, I am, like, jazzed about it. Like, I am ready to go because I love the Caribbean. We were talking about this a few minutes ago. I love the Caribbean. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's beautiful. I love the way the water looks. I love swimming with sea turtles, like all the things you can do. I've been um, snorkeling with stingrays before. Mm. Do that crap in the Caribbean. Um, So I love it all. I get really seasick. Really seasick. Same. So bad. In the Caribbean, the stillest waters on earth. Yep. It's so bad. That's why I'd be scared to go anywhere else. Right. So like what if you had to cross the Atlantic on the Titanic? Can you imagine? Well, that seems bad for a host of reasons. So many reasons. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, when I'm leading into the cruise, I'm very excited about it. And then I get there and I'm very excited while I'm drinking. So I made us some um, Miami Vices today, which are um, strawberry daiquiris on the bottom and pina coladas on the top. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm drinking my first drink. I'm really into it. And then we take off and I start getting sick. And I don't like it. So I've tried Dramamine. I've tried the wristbands. The best success I had was the things behind your ear. Okay. The little patches. Those really do help me. That said, having been on 10 cruises-ish, I don't know. I don't really keep count. um, I have some good memories. Uh, Well, I have some good memories. Yeah. Um, So I can share a couple of those today, but I'm going to stop and ask. You've only been on one. What's your opinion of cruises? I think that they're um, a mix of, of good and bad. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with everything that you're saying about um, bang for your buck. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely the truth. Uh, so, yes, one cruise, it was 2010. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really long time. It was my graduation present after college from Casey. Uh, we went to several islands, like five or six or something. So oh, so it was a long one. It was long. It was like 10 days. Oh, nice. So we covered a lot of ground. 
Um, I think the low point on that one was the fact that it was uh, probably why we got even more bang for our buck was it was a uh, hurricane season. Oh. So I don't know it was the most beautiful waters at the time. Mm. So the first time I go snorkeling, I found a hair tie. Oh, no. <laughs> it was probably mine. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? So, like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't that picture you get where they're just, like, floating through the, you know, um, all the underwater stuff. Oh, yeah. That sounds good, Selena. Um, <laughs> where, where they're in all the coral and the anemone uh, or whatever. Okay. So, all the tropical fish and everything. It was just, like, it was more like that point after something scary comes along and all that's left is, like... Water dirt. Oh, that makes me so sad. But I mean, but still, like, um, it, it we were after the storms, <laughs> so we it was still it was actually nice outside. At That's least good. we weren't like trapped inside the whole right. time or anything. It was just it was just a, a near miss. Yeah. Um. But so so I so there was a lot I did like. Um. And I'll share those when we share memories. And then there were just aspects of it where I was like, oh, maybe we just didn't go at the right time. Or, um, for me, I think, and I learned this about myself on this trip, when we were on an excursion, and we re- and 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 more of like an excursion, not necessarily where we were just staying with everyone on the cruise, mm-hmm. but where we got to go off and explore on our own and do that kind of thing. I was like. Oh, this is my kind of travel. Oh. And so I I like to go and see an area and I like to see where people who live there live and I like to do all of that. And you don't always get that on a cruise. And I think that's what was missing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, was that more like organic feeling instead of everything feeling like it's tailor made for you. Right. And you're not learning anything new or experiencing anything new. Right. Um, that was the downside for me. And I have to say in this particular era, in a post COVID world, I'm just going to be really honest. I don't know. I'm ever going to be able to get back on one again. I think we've always been taking our lives into our own hands to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're really just like, there's so much about it that you're just like, huh, I'm in a giant boat. Huh, I'm breathing the same air as all these people. Huh, like there's right. just all those things. Um, so I think that's one of the things about cruises that I'm just like, I don't know. And the norovirus was never even enough. <laughs> that wasn't, people might poop their brains out and they were like, ah, it's, you know, you said there's lobster, right? Let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you 10 cruises sitting over here. And this is not a new thought to me. This is like every cruise we've ever been on, I think. God, are we going to get food poisoning? But they do have lobster tail that night, and they do have the uh, volcano cakes. So maybe it's worth it. Yeah. It's just bang for your buck, and it's just an excellent way to travel. And there are cool things. Like, I had frog legs for the first time ever on a cruise ship, which sounds like <laughs> talking about food poisoning doesn't sound the greatest. But I have pushed myself to try. I've had escargot. delicious. Like, I did not enjoy them. Oh, you didn't? I had to send them away. Really? Have I not told you? This was not one of my, I was not planning to share this memory. When I was a kid. (laughs) You just sent a happy memory? (laughs) When I was a kid, uh, like, I guess it would have been fifth to sixth grade, maybe, um, because I have clear memory of watching Mbop on MTV during the summer. So it must have been like fifth to sixth grade. Mm -hmm. My uncle in South Carolina would go frog gigging because he liked frog legs. I. You say frog digging? Frog gigging. Okay, I know even less. Just going to hunt frogs. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Uh, I don't know if there are arrows or something involved. I, what I can tell you is I woke up the next morning to go get my bowl of cereal, and what I found in said was a bowl of frog legs. Okay. They were hanging over 
the edge of the bowl. I guess they were marinating mm-hmm. or something. I just didn't seem like a good idea to have them at room temperature, but who am I? Um, but anyway, so in my mind, that's what frog legs are. Then I go on this cruise ship and I'm like, you know what? Trying new things. Gonna do something different. And I do try to be an experimental eater. Sure. I try everything one time. Mm-hmm. And so on a cruise ship, you do get a very cool menu of things you've not had. Escargot, I think for a certain group of people, may be normal. Mm-hmm. Not normal in my childhood. Like I didn't grow up eating escargot. So that's something they offer on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Frog legs. I saw them on the menu one night. My husband is a very, um, he has very visceral reactions to food. So when they put it on the table, <laughs> he went white. His face just was like, no can do. I saw them and they were still kind of green. Mm. And I do not want to recognize my food. Like that's another thing about me. Like I just. They weren't fried? No. I guess I've I, only I think had they fried were, frog legs. It might have been a very light tempura batter, mm-hmm. but I could still see the skin or something. Uh, I mean, I don't know what yeah. it was. Yeah. I looked at it and I said, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry to do this. I can't even. Yeah. I can't even. I had to send them back. Yeah. Because in my mind, I flashed back to that morning with the frog legs hanging over the bowl. Yeah, that's well. I think anytime that you're expecting one thing and you get another, it's just like maybe it's gonna like uh, ruin that whole whatever that thing was. It might be ruined for the rest of your day. So, so for me, I did actually have them in the Caribbean, not on a cruise, mm. um, but on our honeymoon. Oh, I thought they were delicious. Delicious. Yeah, they're kind of greasy, no? Uh, well, it's been a little bit since the honeymoon. I just remember like. A little, being a little, like having a little trepidation about the whole thing. And then being like, oh, wow, these are good. And they were spicy. Because mm. they I had see some if sort of Cajun Creole situation. they hadn't been recognizable. I, I understand where you're coming from. And if they hadn't been green, but they had been flavored like that, I probably would have been okay with it. Well, it'd be like if someone was like, okay, oh, you want chicken tonight? Now, what I need you to do is go pick your chicken. Yeah, right. I, we're just, that's not the world that we grew up in. It's just not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, so speaking of food and eating, um, I want to ask you when you went on your cruise, was it shared dining experience at the dining hall or was it just you and Casey at a table? We have both. Okay. So, so like if we didn't get moving fast enough, then we wouldn't have reservations and maybe we had to go to some, like it was more of like a buffet situation. I think it's been a while now. Because you know how they seat you with a lot of people? Yes. Okay, after the first night that happened, I was like, we're not doing that again. I think I've told (laughs) you this story before. Do you remember this? No. Um, We sit down. Casey has this, uh, he doesn't mean to do it. But, like, if someone has an accent, he repeats it back to them. My stepdad does that. Yeah. I didn't know other people did that. No, it's a thing. So, we sit down with two two. British people and like, and, and they're, they've obviously traveled a lot. I haven't, I'm 25. I've gone like, I've been around the U S a lot, but I haven't done a lot of international travel. I mean, I know Casey had done some cruises and he's been some places and at the time he had been more places than me, but not exactly what I would classify a world traveler. And they say something, he was like, and he had been on other cruises, but he was like, Oh yes, we, (laughs) We love to cruise around the high seas. I mean, obviously, I am not. I mean, I, whatever it was, like, speaking of turning the color of a sheet, I did too. <laughs> but not from frog legs. I'm oh. imagining Casey, like, his whole demeanor right now and trying to square that with this story. And I'm having so much trouble. This does not sound like him at all. I get because he, like, he looks serious. 
Is that fair I think way that's to very classify fair. it? Uh-huh. Yeah, he looks like a real and he's actually not. He's just quiet. Yeah. He doesn't he talk seems a lot. very reserved. Yes, he's very reserved. He's the opposite of me. And I just was like, okay, we're eating alone after this. And we did. He's going to hate this being on here. Anyways, oh, no. he didn't mean to. He, he just was trying to connect. I think it's a thing. Uh, yeah. I'm so glad you told me this story, actually, because we tease my stepdad about it all the time. He's I did not, not know other people did it. Okay, so we just got back from Ireland, and <laughs> I was doing the same thing, too. Give me a paint. <laughs> I was like... I don't, I don't have a good Irish accent. I, you know, I'm looking at things, I'm like, oh, that's gorgeous. You know, I'm like, not anything that is normally things that I would say have entered my vernacular. You don't mean to. I'm like, oh, it's half past seven. No, I've never said that before in my life. Um, So, uh, you know, that was just kind of a weird experience. All back to the dining. So the reason I'm asking you this question is because one of my favorite cruise stories stems from the fact that you get assigned a table with other people. Cruise ships have changed now. And this is actually, if this were still the same, I would not have been on as many cruises as I've been on. Mm. Because you literally get just put at a table with people. So like if you go on a cruise with your friends, I think you could petition the cruise line to put you at the same table. Sure. But if you don't, they just seat you. And you at love a table. This. I hate this. Oh, okay. This, this is, is my, my worst nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Okay. I didn't think that really sounded like you. No, but, no, no. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Like, if this were still a thing, I wouldn't cruise. Amen. Now we can pick our, like, we can tell them we want any, t- like, my dining or something like that, and you yes. just go and walk up. Yes. So at the time, our very first cruise, Kyle and I went, and we got seated at this table. Two other couples are at the table with us. Um, I want to say one was from up north and one was like Midwestern. You just immediately, when you sit down at a table with people you don't know, you notice regional and cultural differences. Like everybody's just a little different. One of the couples was um, probably about our age now, but Kyle and I were like 23 at the time. So they Mm. were significantly older than we were, just a different stage in life. It's like you're trying to knife me in the middle of the story. Well, the important part is, the reason it's important is because they had older kids. And so they were on a cruise, like away from their older kids. They were just enjoying their week away just the two of them. I think if it was an anniversary, like a reconnection sort of trip. Mm -hmm. The other couple is a little older than us, but still young. Like they had young kids. And in fact, the woman was pregnant. Mm. This was the most unlikely table of people. So like Kyle is not, Kyle can talk to anyone, but he does not talk to anyone. Like he, it has to be a forced situation. So he was very unhappy that we had to talk to these people. I'm very awkward. And I didn't even know where to start, so I just stare at the menu and my plate most of the time. But it didn't matter that we weren't particularly sociable because that one couple with the pregnant woman, that's part of the cruise ship entertainment. They were an entire sideshow unto themselves. Talking to y'all or just talking to each other? Talking to everyone at the table. Uh-huh. Let me just say, I'll, I'll cut to the end of the story first to say they asked for our email addresses at the end of the cruise because they wanted to stay in touch so we could go on a cruise again. Um, the and one- that was their, your next nine cruises. <laughs> that was the next nine cruises. These people are dear family friends now. No, we've never heard from them again. And those, that was a couple that was just a little bit older than you. Yep, and she was pregnant. Keep in mind, yeah. she was pregnant. Okay. A couple of fun things. One night at dinner, he ordered champagne. And they were also, I get the sense, maybe pretty religious. I'm not sure. Like, they just said some things that made me think, like, maybe they're pretty religious. So he surprised us all by ordering champagne for himself because she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, He turned his back to watch a show or something. She picked up the glass of champagne, and she's like six or seven months pregnant, and takes a sip and looks at us and goes, shh. 
And throughout the night, she would do that. She mm-hmm. would pick up the glass of champagne and take a drink. I could not care less, like, what you do. But it was, she like, have a glass, super anyway. problematic that mm-hmm. she only did it when he turned his back. Right. It was just telling you something about their relationship. Something uncomfortable sure. was happening there. Yeah, I was yeah. young but reasonable enough to see, like, eh, something weird's happening uh-huh. here. Uh, they go on to shore one day, and they come back. And this woman lifts her entire dress up. She is wearing a dress. She lifts her dress up at the dinner table to show us that she got a henna tattoo around her belly button. That's nice. Her entire dress. Oh. And then, like, the second to last day, we were in Grand Cayman. Their excursion for the day was to go do um, a timeshare presentation. (laughs) Oh, no. Because there was, like... um, Free drinks and free food or Tell something. Tell us more about this thing for your buck. This is it's wild. This whole thing was so crazy. The short version is he comes back and all I can remember him saying is he's telling this very convoluted story about like them listening to the timeshare presentation, them starting to think about the finances of it all and like could they make this work? And is I don't know. It's not really that bad. We get a whole place. We get to come two hours a year or whatever the ridiculous timeshare offer is because you know it's never anything good um and 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 just in hearing the presentation they got like free booze some free there was like a steak involved i feel like and um definitely liquor them up there may have been a jet ski pass or something involved there was like a substantial reason for them to listen sure i zoned out because all i did was tune back in when he said and as they were swiping my credit card and you could see, like, me and Kyle are both sitting there thinking, that's my worst nightmare, mm-hmm. is to accidentally buy um, a timeshare in the Caribbean. The couple next to us, who is, like, older and wiser than all of us, is just looking at this man pityingly. And they're like, you didn't give them your credit card. So long story short, he gave them his credit card and signed up for a timeshare he couldn't afford. Oh. Because he didn't want to tell them no. Okay, but here, I'll, ma- I'll make it better. You will? You could have zoned out and looked up. And Kyle could have been swiping his credit card. <laughs> and you guys could be vacationing with them twice a year, every year. Gosh. Yeah. See? So it's better. I think about those people probably more than is normal all these years later. That was probably 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think about them all the time. I wonder where they are now. Well, we wish them well. We do. She was going to have a baby. Even if she wasn't. Well, sure. <laughs> but especially. <laughs> Either way, really. I hope their life held together after that. So, the food. <laughs> the food. You, But you loved it, other than the crab legs, or what was your impression? I'm not sure that it's the most quality food, but there's quite a bit of quantity. Even in the dining? like In the dining just... room, it's very good. Okay. Okay, same experience. So, yeah. anytime that I was... So, that was what I was excited about, like, before going. Like, my in-laws... Not in-laws then, but soon-to-be in-laws. Like, they know I love food, mm-hmm. and I like to eat a lot of it. And, I mean, I like quality and quantity, you mm-hmm. know? Um, you but I'll mixture. take what I can get. Right. Yeah. And But I didn't realize, like, they had told me, like, oh, they do these midnight buffets and chocolate fountains and all of this stuff. And I'm like, well, this is my dream come true. I can mm-hmm. just eat anytime sure. I want Sure. out of those 24 hours in the day. Yeah. Just pop up and get something or order room service. You can order room it's, service. It's only like three bucks mm-hmm. um, for a ton of food. So we did when do When we went, it was free. Oh, it was free? Yeah, on our most free. Oh, I've never paid for room service on a cruise ship. I, maybe I should check that one with um, Casey. Maybe I'm we did very pay. cheap. I wouldn't have paid. The only thing that we, we did pay to go to one of the fancy restaurants. Oh, did you? That was an experience I wanted to say. Like, I think we paid $30 a piece. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that, and I also am frugal, um, 
It's one of the best meals I've ever had in my entire really? life. Really? We had, like, we tasted, like, I bet you we had 16 courses or something. Oh, wow. Where they were just bringing us out, out like, almost like tapas situation. Mm. Um, but it's the best sea bass I've ever had in my entire life. Hey. I mean, I can still taste it. <laughs> She's having a moment of reverence. It was so good. So like um, that and the sit down dinners were good. If it was a buffet situation, it was terrible. And also it made me very fearful of older women. <laughs> the way they'll elbow you straight out of the way. I, yeah. I was like, and I, I mean, I'm ha- the thing is, is like, especially, I don't know if it's being Southern or just who I am or whatever. Like, you know, I have reverence for people who are older and in line. <laughs> Somewhere someone is saying this about me now. It's fine. <laughs> but I mean really older. I mean like grandmother age. But these, some of these ladies were just straight up rude. Um, and I was just like, okay. I was just like automatically trying to put as much space between us as possible because nothing was getting between them and whatever was laid out that day. I get that. So That's me in the dessert bar. I do understand that mentality. But my other senses kick in and I want, I like my, my sense is always to just let other people go first. Mm. And I also... So like at buffets, I'd rather be up there by myself because I don't want to get like... You don't want to be rushed. Yeah. I want to take my time. I want to think about it. I want to construct a good plate. You know, I feel that on so many levels. And I will say like going to the grocery store, like I don't go to the grocery store anymore because people have that attitude. Like every store you go to now, I feel like I'm always getting cut off. And it's probably on me because I'm like you are, where I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in the way. And then I think about it and I'm like, I'm not in the way. No, you're just existing. I just exist. And I have to like check in with myself. But I feel like a cruise ship amplifies that. Yeah. Because like you said, lots of people, small space, and you just get the worst of humanity. (laughs) So Princess Cruise Line. (laughs) Change, Call us. Change my mind. There, But the other thing, though, is cruise ships are awesome. Like, I, in preparation for this segment, mm-hmm. I went to just check cruise lines just to see, like, what are they even up to these days? Sure. I can't keep up with whether they're allowed to sail or not. Um, and there's one cruise ship going out of Orlando. I probably, I'm sure it's a carnival cruise because I've only been on one Royal Caribbean and all my others have been carnival cruises. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, they have an at-sea roller coaster. Oh. A roller coaster on the top deck. Um, Disney cruises are still, I will go on a Disney cruise at some point because I have heard it's like Disneyland at sea Mm -hmm. and amazing. So they have all kinds of cool stuff for the kids. So I will go on a cruise at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it would have to be like the cruise ship would have to be awesome. You'll have to report back. I will. And I will tell you one more memory about a cruise that I wanted to mention. I told my parents I was pregnant for the first time on a cruise. We went for my mom's birthday. Um, I found out I was pregnant in... I don't remember, early September. And then like two weeks later, we went for my mom's birthday on a cruise. And I knew she would, my parents would have noticed if I weren't drinking. Like I'm not, I'm not drunk under the table, but they would notice I wasn't taking advantage of like at sea drinks. I love stuff like this, the Mm -hmm. Miami Vice and stuff. They would have noticed. So I just knew we had to tell them. Incidentally, I also have the worst morning sickness in the beginning of a pregnancy. So I also knew like between the morning sickness and the seasickness, like they were really doing it all. Doing everything. So um, we went to dinner that first night and I had wrapped up some like kids books, some like board books or whatever. And um, because it was my mom's birthday, I told her it was her birthday present and she opened it and stared at it for a minute. And then she squealed. And even though we were at our own table on a cruise ship, you're still like less than 12 feet from the table next to you. So Kyle says like that was the most embarrassing moment of my life, but also like for a good reason. 
So he was mortified that like everybody was staring at us for like 2.5 seconds because the sound my mom made, I've still never heard her make that sound again. Oh, She was so very excited. Yeah. So that was fun. That's nice. Um, I'm like, well, I don't have anything sweet like that to say. <laughs> um, I, the other thing that I really liked on, on the cruise, I'll just have to say like bar none, the best latte I've ever had. And I do feel like I knew this. I got a coffee card while yes, I was on there. It's I probably knew the this. only thing I ever told you about the cruise. Probably. That sounds right. And it, like, it was like, there was like 30 coffees that came with it. I tried my darndest. <laughs> I didn't make it to the end. It was too hard. I also think it is probably one of the reasons I gained probably 10 pounds on that cruise. <laughs> um, it's only one of many reasons. So. I still took the stairs and worked out every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And still at the end, I was like, uh-oh. And that truly was the first reason that I was like, I don't think I can do this again. Because I think it's like really unhealthy for me. I it's, think it's 10 pulling days pulling on my long. vices. Yeah. Um, so, so the, yeah, it was long. And, um, and then I just, I feel like I should share one off the boat. <laughs> memory so we went to um Grenada mm-hmm. and uh that was my favorite I oh. loved it there um we went tubing in the river oh uh-huh. and uh, they were some of the most pristine waters I've ever seen in my entire life we were on the Spice Island so I got um that's what they're known as it's the Spice Isle and so I was able to get like a bunch of cool spices to take home oh, cool. um it was another place where we actually got to see some of like the hustle and bustle of where people lived which I really enjoyed and then um I liked that uh, at the end we got to drink some tropical drinks on uh, black sand beaches. Mm. And that was the first and maybe the last black sand beach I've ever been on. Um, It's not the same (laughs) as, say, a white sand beach. (laughs) You know, because it's black. Which I think is like typically what people are like, oh, um, you know, looking for those white sand beaches. But it was different. And um, I don't know. It felt like so like... um, closer to the volcanic era or something i think of a cruise as like a sampler platter mm-hmm. for that reason like mm-hmm. you're only at port we stayed at port i can remember one or two times where we stayed overnight but usually you get there you dock at 7 a.m and the boat is leaving at 4 p.m and i have seen people running for the boat and missing it yeah um so it's there for a, a certain period of time which means like you have one excursion you get to do, but it can be anything from like, if you go to Mexico, you can go to Chichen Itza and see the, you know, millennia old pyramid or whatever, or um, pyramid's not the right word, but like whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen it because that sounds boring to me, <laughs> but my parents went, they said it was wonderful. I um, would like to go do that. <laughs> yeah. I've been within driving distance of it like four or five times. Right. I've never been there. <laughs> Couldn't get off that resort, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I like snorkeling. I just like yeah. to be near the water. Yeah. That's I my get place. That. I mean, I have friends that like too, that will, they will spend their entire vacation on the beach. They get up in the morning, Why they go to leave? the beach, they come back at night. I just don't have the attention span for it. I get that. I'm like, I have the attention span for three hour podcasts <laughs> <laughs> and 12 hours worth of a show. <laughs> But not laying on the beach. <laughs> yeah, but not relaxing. <laughs> and that's what you need to know. Well. Is that it? Are we going on a cruise? Did you book us one? Well, I, I, just don't, I'm, I still have no clear answer. I think the one I found is sailing in March, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will not be going unless Carnival is sponsoring it. So Carnival, hit me up. Uh, so that's it. 
All right. Those well, are our cruise memories. How about cheers? Cheers to cruise memories and <laughs> Ting. not being anywhere near the Caribbean. All right. Well, Let's go I eat guess. some cookies. Mm. And that's a, this week's edition of Extra Sugar. <laughs> <laughs>